May the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. Hello. Hi. Hi how, how are we this morning? Good. Excited. We, we are excited. We are excited because we are recording our first session today with a beautiful guest. We have someone else joining us in our conversation today. So we're very, very excited. So um, just before we introduce our guest, I wanted just to uh, to mark the occasion, if you like, with just a little bit of intention setting and welcoming our guest into our space, the first of many that we have lined up that we're very excited to be joining us in this beautiful conversation. So whether you're listening or live with us now, then I invite you just to um, take just a short moment with me. So when you're ready, I invite you just to take a breath in and out. And as we take the next breath in, I'm going to take a moment just personally to be grateful today for this opportunity to speak, to share, to be curious, and to welcome and invite the topics, the conversations, and the discussion into this space. And our intention is that with an additional voice to Kareel and I's in this conversation, that you can find other new, alternative, exciting, thought-provoking insights into what life force energy might mean for you. As it's a very personal journey, as we've explored through our conversations already. And it really is the reason we welcome new people into this space and this conversation so that we can broaden our curiosities, our life experience, and also our empathy with others as they navigate their own life force journey. So take another breath in. And as we exhale, I welcome and open this space. Thank you. Thank you, Fiona. <laughs> that was beautiful. And I am so excited to be introducing our first ever guest on May the Life Force Be With You. Uh, Tabitha is an amazing Kundalini teacher. And I didn't know this until she filled in the form, but she's also a Shiatsu therapist. And her company is called Solomorphy, which uh, means beautiful soul, which I just love as a title. And I correct me if I'm wrong, Tabitha, but like that one of the reasons why I wanted to invite you into this conversation is I believe in the small experience I've had with Kundalini yoga that Kundalini is the yoga of life force energy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, I think the great thing about Kundalini is it's always asking you and inviting you to 
touch upon your own experience to to really value and honor what that experience is and to then feel that life force that is flowing through you through the practices that we do but because we also do that within a community setting you have all of this added value support available to you so you can travel into so many different depths you can traverse the worlds it's really an amazing way and there's practices for everybody for sure this is just one entry and one way to experience that vitality that runs through you so for someone that um doesn't practice yoga or does practice yoga, but does the Instagram version of it, how would you describe the difference in Kundalini and what that background is that makes it so different and so powerful? So I have no idea what Instagram yoga is. So I've got no anchor <laughs> or no, re- people just, <laughs> or no, no reference point. To, to okay, but people stand... It's when people stand on on sacred sites or beautiful things and make a picture of a very advanced yoga pose. They're into a yoga pose for an aesthetically pleasing moment of time, but there is no spiritual connection or even breath involved in that. In fact, the complete opposite. They're probably straining their body for a split second to make it look like it was joy and zen. The sun is on top of their toe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I think you just touched on a really important point there, Fiona, which is authenticity, and that's that's really what Kundalini is in a way. I mean, Kundalini is is a Sanskrit word, and a lot of people understand it as being translated as the serpent energy, but actually it comes from the the root word Kundal, which is like a lock of hair of the beloved, which gives you an idea of this spiral of life. And this is the the energy that's already inside of us. So Kundalini is is prana. It is life force. So if we want to start talking about what life force is, for me, life force is is the the creative energy that underpins and animates all things. But it's more than just an energy. It's the spirit that makes it alive. So when we're working with our own Kundalini, which we all have, it's it's there, it's like our trust fund of extra energy, extra prana, and we can activate it, but we need to make sure also that we're prepared for that activation. So what makes Kundalini in a way different from what you say, the, the insta the insta world of <laughs> posing and, you know, getting that perfect picture, and that, you know, there's got to be some mental faculty behind that, you know, someone's like, they've really thought out that that pose you know and and we can we can take something from that but yes it's not what the that's not the intention of of the practice the practice is to bring us home into ourselves to really start to experience what it is that we are here to do in this world in our short time that we've got it's not about you know finding um this way of being that is asking us to be something that we're not and and I think that's really important there's there's so many little things that come to mind like in songs like you know don't try to fit in you fit perfectly in you 
but you're not given permission to fit perfectly in you because there's too too many distractions all the time and so we do need a practice that brings us back into the home of ourselves and finding a way to be not just comfortable with that but to love who we are and our own unique place in this world and our own unique resonance that we're given to this world and this world is not going to be the same without us this world is made up because we are in it we're part of this whole big picture which is the life force like each part of us make up that little bit of energy that makes the world and that's really powerful and once you start to experience that within your own personal practice whatever that may be kundalini is just one access point but it has many tools inside of it that have been tested throughout throughout antiquity you know let go of all the manipulations of power the abuse you know all of this stuff that distort what the teachings are because i think that's also another really really big subject for me is that people want to take ownership of something we we don't need to own anything it's there already for us to receive if we can be humble enough to to accept it we don't need to we don't need to compete with each other we all have our place and that's that's what makes it different we're not we're not trying to you know pull people in through something that isn't real and and that's where the authenticity comes from so it's a yoga for the mind it's not necessarily just for the body that will happen because our physical body is the gateway into certain experiences we live in this body so we need to be in body we need to have a somatic experience but we also need to know how to navigate our internal world and these amazing waves of the mind that are continuously chopping about you know like these waves jumping up and down in the sea i can jump in the sea and you know this is like a literal experience of the mind you know in in many aspects so this is what makes it slightly different because we we want to be true to ourselves and then once we have an experience of what that feels like I mean, that is we can then be more true I mean, to about this I'm intrigued about this theme of truth and and being authentic and I'm just wondering if there's anything you can say about why life force energy is so in from a kundalini point of view why life force energy is so key to authenticity like how how is it that the kind of name of the yoga life force energy and i also really want to ask you about the <laughs> the the lock of hair because that's just amazing um but like cuz i notice that when i'm not authentic my life force energy drops like i feel more tired i feel more it's like what i lose by not being authentic is my life force energy mm-hmm. and i've i i feel that like practices like kundalini and i have to admit that when i first met kundalini i was like that is torture yoga i'm never doing that again that was horrendous <laughs> and my arms up for ages and i was like that's awful <laughs> like but like when i came back to the kundalini years later i was like i get it now and i get that there's what it's teaching me to do is be more acute with what my life force is doing 
so that I don't give in to myth or lie or limitations within myself, but I instead listen to my life force energy. And that's just my personal experience. But like, yeah, I'm intrigued about how you, for anybody listening, how you feel life force energy can help somebody be more authentic or more truthful. I think that is another definition of what life force is. It's truth. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's it. You know, you, you, <laughs> you hit the nail on the, on the head. And people, are, people say, okay, well, truth can change. No, truth doesn't change. Life force mm-hmm. is life force. But yes, our connection to that and our experience of how we are it's going to change. This is the only constant in life. We know that everything has its time. Everything has its season. Mother Nature offers this to us over and over again. So the practice allows you to, to, to really check in with what's going on with you within your natural cycle, within your personal cycle, in relationship to what is happening in the outer world. So it's this merging of the inner and outer worlds. And we know when when our inner world is is more relaxed, is more at peace, no matter what's going on, that shifts into the outer world and vice versa. When we, sometimes the inner world is so chaotic and what we need to do is clean our house, you know, just something very physical. <laughs> and that will just bring us back into center. So life force has its, it, you know, I like to, I, I do, sorry, I, I do like to give her a pronoun. Um, so I like to give her, her. Her. <laughs> so forgive me. Bit... <laughs> forgive me if I'm being a bit. Um, no, that's interesting. Why do you feel she's feminine? Why do you feel like Why do she's, I feel feminine? she's feminine? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel she's feminine because she is continually in creation, continually creating. And for me, creativity and Kundalini Shakti is a feminine divine force. It's like the the pure expression of things wanting to come into manifestation. And yes, there's a relationship. Of course, life force has all those different aspects because it contains all the elements. So yes, of course, there is this divine masculine that comes in that has to witness the the feminine in order for her to do her dance and, and to create. But for me, this this energy has a very feminine force to it. You know, she's she's continually giving back. She's continually plugging into an essential source of power that is always available. And and that's what's creating all the time. And it's like these little these little swirls and ripples that are going out into the world. And from that ripple, another ripple comes. And from that other ripple, another ripple comes. And that ripple joins up with another little ripple. You know, it's like the flow of life. It just keeps rippling out. And there's no way to, to, to harness it in, in a way because she can't, she can't be boxed in. And I think this is another aspect. Maybe harness is the wrong word. We can, we can utilize it. We can draw upon that life force. And I think what you said about when I know that I'm not being authentic, I lose my life force. We lose our life force in many ways. We lose it when we're in front of the screen too many times, when we're not eating the right food, when we're we're spending company with people who there's not a a balance of reciprocity. You know, there's there's many ways. And so 
there are teachings out there that say to us like discipline your senses become more more aware of where you're spending your energy and where you're also um putting putting that energy back into your system where you're receiving energy and yeah again that balance is always going to shift and there's going to be times when that's easier for for you to do or for me to do for us to do and then there's going to be times when okay we need a little bit of a reserve in that energetic bank account so that it's going to carry us <laughs> forward and I feel you know I feel like as a mother I paid into my nervous system a lot before I gave birth to my my little wildling of a son and I'm so happy I did that you know some of those hard practices kept me when I didn't sleep properly when I was like constantly on it you know but we need to we need to keep putting back into the system and in in many ways and it's not just about me 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 it's also about how we can then offer and show up for those people in our lives around us I think being a being a parent being a mother is like the biggest kriya the biggest yoga i i have ever ever experienced it's the most beautiful gift that teaches me what life force is really about like really really about there's no there's no getting away from it you know there is this little person that i am 100% responsible for 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 a period of time for a period of time and there's and I signed up for that I signed up for that and I wholeheartedly uh, love it but it's so difficult sometimes to be constantly there for another person and this is and maybe another expression or another um another definition of what life force is and that's unconditional love you know this is would you say that's why there's this lock of hair analogy in the name kundalini is yeah, it yeah is that where you think it like what's coming to me is like it's like the goddess the goddess has given the great mother gaia patchy mama has given you a lock of her hair she and she's well, like you, you know this little twirl and when you let go it springs it's it springs into action and i and i like i like that about the eastern traditions is that everything is very visual you know it's not just it's not just very mindly you know there's a lot of things that we can we can learn from a book but actually we're living in a space now and in a time when you know that's not going to cut it anymore it needs to be experiential we need to learn through experience for it to really hold weight because you can read anything i remember when i first started kundalini yoga and i i think i was 17 when i read my first book on the chakras and it was by an author that i made later met who's part of the priestess tradition called naomi ozenik an amazing woman and yeah it was like i was reading this book about the chakra system and i was like okay it didn't you know it didn't really make 100% sense to me and then some years later i started practicing kundalini yoga and i was like ah oh, okay now i've got an experience of what that is like now i can put that into practice and i think that happens a lot do the practice first then read up on it you know how don't mm, i feel like a lot of people 
Yeah, a lot of people ask me, they come to a class and then they want like 10 books. It's like it, the books don't matter. You know, the books are inside. I have the you. same thing. I mean, I, I, might, I read don't a lot. read it. I don't read <laughs> Yeah, but I'm like, go and experience it. Don't, don't, you know, like nothing I channel about, I read about because I want to be a clear channel for it. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. if you get to know it yourself without any information, for me, that's personally uh, better. And then I find like the books you are meant to read or the things that, that you are meant to know about do come to you. They find a way into you. I heard something interesting about the, I, you know, I've worked with the chakras for years and I didn't realize that actually there are nerve centers where the seven chakras are. Yeah, we have are clusters sexes. of nerves. Yeah. In exactly where the chakras are. Yeah. So the chakras are actually a depiction of these clusters of nerves within mm -hmm. the body, which I thought was just amazing. I mean, everyone knows solar plexus. It's like we have all of these different centers and all of them, they're different. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible that everything starts to just fit in when you open to it. But it's important to have an experience first, definitely. And that experience for you is I, very I feel the same. from everybody. I feel the same way um, with technology. So technology is a wonderful, wonderful thing and it enables us to do so much like talk like now about life force um and you know i've started recently wearing a, a whoop so i'm kind of like being a contradiction somewhat to myself but i fought against technology telling me how i feel on a daily basis for so long and it's a big thing about what we practice at the moment company is you don't need an app to meditate you don't you don't need an app to tell you you had a good night's sleep. You don't need an app to tell you if you're having a good day. Like it's so important that we learn to check in with ourselves in these in 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 you know this fundamental um setting that is the life that we lead. We cannot rely on technology, a book, or even one single practice to be everything that we want to live there's a bit of responsibility and accountability for ourselves and being present and being dynamic and active in how we want to live and how we want to feel and this reliance on a piece of technology or a book will save me I feel is such a you know it's such a crutch for people they want to know there's a silver bullet or I just have to take this pill and then everything will be okay because I've taken that pill what people aren't very good is taking that accountability of and and I thought about it, um, Tabitha, when you were talking about being a mom. I'm I'm not a mom, but when you said, you know, you have just responsibility, sole responsibility is for this little person. I felt that for myself. I felt that for everybody out there who doesn't want to protect themselves and have the same level of love that you do for your son. If we don't, you know, if only we all said. Oh, I just want to look after this person and make sure they're okay and they're happy. And that love and outpouring we give to others, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could reflect on the inside job a little a little bit more? And I'm guessing that's kind of what the practices that you're talking about really allow for that inward reflection. Because, I, 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 you know, you can't look after someone unconditionally if you don't have your well topped up yourself so it's just a little reflection on on something that you said there that really struck a chord with me of it'd be great if we all looked inside and 
give ourselves, our inner child, our younger selves, a little bit of a hug sometimes too. I love that you said that, Fiona, because I um, feel like when this thing of like when you lose your life force energy, it's like when you haven't honoured that lock of the goddess, that lock of the mother's love. It's like if you haven't been a mother to yourself, because essentially being a mother is about nurturing the life force energy in this little person. You know, like the main responsibility is like, are you keeping the life force energy of this person going? You know, and it's More like when you don't honour that in yourself, yeah. you're your life force energy drops because you didn't look after your life force energy in the way you ate, in the way you slept, in the people you were interacting with. It's like you ignored the locket of hair, <laughs> the the love of the mother. And it, it's... Um, and isn't I also... it interesting how symbolic it is that people used to wear lockets and in that locket, mm. they would get the first cut the of their child's hair. So you see how mm. intelligence weaves its way into our life. And you were saying, you know, when when I need to read a book, it will appear. And that there is this there, there is this creative intelligence that we can attune to. And yes, okay, we're gonna we're, we're gonna fall sometimes, and and it happens. You know, we we get bogged down by everything but I think that's the other side of it is that we do live in a very transactional world now what can we do we can why can't we apply that also to our life force I don't I don't necessarily support this transactional world that we live in I think there is a better way which is reciprocity and and gift culture and there, there's many other interactions that we can have and I think that's also one of the reasons that we're in such a mess as well is because of these very outdated archaic systems that aren't working so being a mother going back to what Fiona said and this massive responsibility um, for this other person and actually using that as a as, as a wisdom point for ourselves like we do need to parent ourselves better so that we are fully able to be present in the world. I've lost my train of thought a little bit. I'll leave it there. I feel like just apart <laughs> from that train of thought, I love what you also said, Fiona, about the like um, the technology. Because if a parent left a child completely to technology, you would call that abuse. Like you would be like, that is neglect. That is abuse. It is not okay for the uh, computer to decide when the child is eating. That child needs to be beheld. That child needs to be listened to. Um, you know, I had this brilliant thing last year where <laughs> uh, I have a course that's about um, manifesting on your feminine cycle. And somebody asked me to do this vlog with an app, with Alexa. Is it Alexia or Alexa? Because I was saying it wrong at the beginning because I'm not technical. And so, like, I was like, I'm going to prepare this ancient ceremonial wisdom of tuning into your cycle with this app that is telling me what my cycle is doing. And basically, the app got it wrong because my cycle just was like... So, like, you know, like, the app was working on 21 days, like, the typical moons and everything like that. Basically, like my cycle went completely off the tar, and the listening way 
was absolutely the right way because because and I think this is again what kind of Kundalini teaches me at least is like you're different every day like your life force is affected by so many factors by seasons by how you like your life like and so these like algorithms might be able to give you a certain view but they don't give you mother magic there's no you know like um, that's I think that's the difference between technology and you know it's not sentient it, it's the lived experience there's something i think mm. you know with cacao for example in the mayan tradition they say we're made of corn but we're just a corn person with no spirits until you drink the cacao to activate it to activate that spirit and i've always loved that you know we need the breath we need prana is, is everyone knows prana is a sanskrit word it means primal energy so in 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 the oriental traditions it's chi or it's ki you know they they all have names for this universal life force and we that that it's life this is life you can't even even the root word of breath in english means spirit exactly so even in our unromantic beautifully poetic yeah English. <laughs> English. <laughs> yeah. It means spirit. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I, I yeah. That. I mean, when we're connecting on a deeper level, what are we connecting to? You can go to two different classes. One, they would teach the same things. But someone who's bringing that teaching through or channeling something and and connecting on a certain level with resonance and it's not just talking from a book that they've read you can feel the difference it's palpable when you you know when you're in the presence of someone who's really really present for you is not distracted by doing something else which which happens you know you you're having a conversation with someone but there's so many other things going on that they're not fully present with you and and there's so there's a certain type of spirit that we're also always connecting to and it's and it's there it's there for us to 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 experience like mother nature she has everything we're like so part of this earth like she is a living breathing organism and if we applied what you were saying fiona earlier going back to my train of thought is um you know, if we, we just started to apply how we're using that, how we're, how we're showing up, and then not looking as though this planet that we live on is something for us to take charge of or to, again, own, but as it's part of ourselves, then, then we will start to build this much more um deeper relationship because you can't have a relationship with anything until you really start to care for it so how can we care for anything if we don't have a relationship so it works it works mm -hmm. both ways like we can't we need to have an experience of that 
And and that's why I think so much so much more of this embodiment practices are coming in. More people are actually working with the breath because it's the breath which carries the prana. It's not just oxygen. It's not just you know we need to breathe. We 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 need to be connected to the spirit, to to everything that that is alive in this world, which we are a part of. So that's. Another reason why we we need our practices, whatever they are, to to reconnect us. We're not just a physical. We're so many different layers, multi-dimensional beings, and we we understand that. I keep talking as a we as a collective. I mean, I I understand that every day. You know, my mind is such a a, a tricky little thing that I need something. <laughs> I need something to to recenter me. And to to offer me um, a, another another alternative to just that chaos. And to honour the technology, I think that it's worth saying that the technology mm-hmm. does give you an anchor. So, like the thing on your wrist, Fiona. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, that is, and and also the like Alexia period thing. For people that maybe haven't been listening or tuning in, I think what the technology can do is help you, like help remind you to listen in. Do you see what I mean? It's like it's to give you a structure. It's a bit like the Kundalini physical poses. It gives you structure to then tune in and listen when maybe you were walking around not. I think for me, what what I because I as I say, I've I've been very anti it for a long time just because of the practice that I do and the technology that we built is is actually as anti low tech as we could possibly get because we wanted to to remove people from screens. We want less screen time. We want less device time. We want less tech reliance. The reason I, I I've I've jumped into it now is because I'm I'm really upping my training. I'm I'm doing a lot of physical training and I want to understand how how to perform and how to look after myself and I feel that it's helpful this type of technology has been helpful for me um because of the practices that I have because of how tuned in I am to my body because I don't do caffeine drugs alcohol like I've cut everything (laughs) you know I'm trying to like get to a real kind of sense of who I am and how I operate and what's been really interesting to me is that I know what good exercise, sleep and diet and meditation do for me. But what it's actually given me is insight that I didn't expect technology to, which has been, I have really good days when I interact with people. Mm -hmm. I can have shitty sleep. But if I've had a hug and I've seen some friends and I've connected, I have a really great day. Likewise, I've had, today is not a good day for me, according to my whoop. It will be now, but it wasn't <laughs> earlier. And that's because I had a little bit of low level um, stress yesterday that was a mindset thing. And I knew I was doing it. And I had a little chat with myself before I went to bed. And I'm like, right, we're going to cut that out. We're going to cut this out. And I recognized and I had the wherewithal to understand that I wasn't in alignment right back to the start of our conversation. My limited belief that I was having on something I was holding yesterday physically was reacting in my body whether I felt it or not and what the tech has done is shown me that actually that carried I absorbed a lot in my body yesterday because I was out of alignment Mm -hmm. so it's given me a real wherewithal around how mindset is controlling my body when I I got it as a body first 
piece of technology. So it's a really kind of, it's, I'm still exploring. I'm sure Karela will dive into what other results I get from this over the, over the years, hopefully years, definitely weeks and months, but it's, it's just been an interesting um, appreciation from my perspective about how my energy and my ability to train and be physically fit is so connected to my mindset, which and I kind of knew, but now I've got the data to back it up. And that's it really, really is impacting. That's really Which helpful to me, for you. Yeah. It's helpful. Yeah. yeah. And and it's, yeah. I think it's very helpful for a lot of people who work in that way. They need they need to see something and that's motivational. So it has its place. Technology isn't going anywhere. It's, it's so we we need to again be more conscious of our relationship with it. And yes, it has many many benefits. We we're so advanced in so many ways. Why why not utilize this technology but in in an, in a very aware state so now you've got that information to back up your experience will you continue to wear your what's it called woo is it called woo, woo? <laughs> called woo like woo, woo. wisdom H -O -O -E. not sponsored oh okay yeah. like a woo oh sorry it's like whoop, whoop, like that <laughs> dropping the woo tang there like, i got my woo <laughs> I mean, there's probably a place for that. <laughs> Copyright now, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I think I think that again, coming back to the themes that we talked about, our friend, that sense of community. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's telling me that sense of community is really important to my soul, to my being, to my life force, and the to my oxytocin, dopamine, all those things that come from that kind of like hug and we're all kind of self-hugging at the moment, touch, connection, you know, as I say, we, we, we go for the obvious in the mainstream media and, and everyone goes for the obvious of, you know, sleep, eat, exercise. But actually what I now know is it's that stuff underneath that really shifts the needle for me. It's connection, it's community, it's self-talk it's belief patterns, it's mindset that Absolutely. ultimately control how my body navigates navigates this land at the moment. So it's been a really interesting discovery for me in this early stage about how important those other elements are to us all. I'd love to hear the, the Kundalini view on that community element. You, just, if you I just need to um, say that I'm not the voice of Kundalini. So. I know, I know. I can just give you my, my point of view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. voice of Kundalini. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am with my invisible woo, and I shall now talk. <laughs> yeah. So from, from the Kundalini perspective, everything is magnified, the more of us that are present. So back in the day when people were practicing very early hours in the morning, what was called an Aquarian sadhana, and, and that still happens. But a lot of things have shifted and evolved in the, in the community since 2020. And, you know, it's time. It's time to evolve and it's time to respect what is alive in culture now so in terms of this sense of community again it comes back to common unity it's like we are all in it 
together. So it's not about it's integration rather than separation, you know, which is a permaculture value. So when there's more of us tuning into one collective stream of intention, that becomes so powerful that you you really get a sense of that holding. And you have your own experience what it's like in class. When we're in class and we're we're really in that inwards journey, we're going on our little pilgrimage inside with the Kriya and everyone's in their personal process, but you're held, you're supported because you're not alone in that moment. You're never alone, but we, we need to have those collective experiences to really feel it. And there's, there's so much research when talking about spontaneous healings, when people go together and they, they go to a place, and it's not so much just the place, but it's the fact that there's a whole group of you. There's a, there's a whole community just tuning into that, that very single-pointed intention. And I think that's so beautiful to experience that on a day-to-day basis, we can be having the shittest time. Can I swear? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You absolutely can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you you can be having like the worst day, but then you'll bump into someone. Like you, they don't know that you're having a rubbish day, but they'll just pick up on something. You know, and then little other things happen that suddenly start to open you a little bit more. And and you can't make this stuff up. Like this is this is the life force. It's there. It's just sometimes we block it. But yeah, this sense of community. Sorry, Karina, say again. Do you think that we exchange life force with each other in those interactions? Absolutely. Do you think that's what it is, is that like somebody else's life force is like causing your life force to either interact or even risk? Because, for example, I find that if I'm in a group yoga, any class, but like Kundalini has its torture yoga challenges for sure. (laughs) Um, And I feel like I can go much further if the group are doing it than if Mm -hmm. I'm just on my Mm -hmm. own it's like my willpower or my ability to my my ego yeah my 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 threshold is bigger because Mm -hmm. there's a group there yeah and and I wonder if that's energy of other people kind of helping my threshold increase it's like I wonder if my threshold goes into the middle of everybody else's threshold in that setting you you've definitely answered your yeah you've you've answered your own question because that's your experience Mm -hmm. when you're in class what you can achieve with all those groups of people with that group of people around you is far greater than your practice when you're at home alone you know like this is this is the intention for mini practice is to have your personal practice to do it for yourself but then when you come together in those groups it's so powerful because you are holding each other and there is an exchange going on mm-hmm. and yes that's the same when we're interacting with people you know we've got we've got an electromagnetic field the the same as the earth has our own zone layer you know like ev- everything has an auric field it's amazing it's like this resonant these resonant fields that we are a part of and you can feel it you can feel you can, places hold memory 
There are people now going into places and clearing up the energy in those places. They're literally having very physical responses to being in those places. And and we know we, we, we experience that. There's there are places that we travel into physically and, and you feel straight away, okay, something's something's amiss here. Something's it doesn't feel right. And and that's the same. It, all of it has a you know, every there is there's always this language going on. And it can be very subtle. It can be very subtle. Or it can be really like so loud that there's no way that you can ignore it when you get to a certain point. It's just whether or not you want to open to it. And yes, you know, it's important, especially if you you feel very overwhelmed by being in groups of people, for example, or you feel very shattered after going into town or, you know, it's important to, to check yourself really like what's going on with me today do i need to be putting myself in these situations do i need to be having this conversation with this person at this time in my life or or can i wait a few days when things shift again and that comes back down to our own cycles as well we as women um you know we have a womb space we're like lunar beings we're, we're shifting, we're changing. Like the moon, she has many faces. And we, we it's a good idea to, to start to track that. And you can do it with your woo watch or, you know, or another app. app, you know. Or you can be like, you know, you can go back to the analog way. I'm like, I'm so analog. I like, I like the alchemy of pen to paper, you know. But yes. It's good to, I think technology, going back to the technology, it has its place. Uh, everything has its place. And we've just got to find our way and our way to navigate it. Like we also navigate ourselves and where we are. So, yeah. Well, data is just a bunch of numbers unless we know how to use it, right? Yeah. So it's our, in, in, in our own application and that data can come from ourselves or it can come from other sources, but it's how we process how we're feeling and what it means to us that it's the most important thing at, at the end of the day, isn't it? And um, I just wanted to, I can't believe we've, we're, we're at time because it's such, I, I, I was already thinking, gosh, we need, we need round two. We need, <laughs> we need you back. You said something that, that felt like a, a beautiful reflection on this conversation. And that is that, you know, when people get together, there is more power in that. There is more life force created by that bringing of different people together. So I just wanted to say a massive thank you for joining us and helping us be that other voice today and adding to our whole May the Life Force Be With You family of voices that we're creating. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for that. Um, what a fascinating fascinating conversation and Carilla is there anything else you wanted wanted to add? I have one more question for you <laughs> okay who should we who should we interview next are you talking to me yeah <laughs> <talking> to Fiona. <laughs> no who do you think we can bring into this conversation that would I have oh an my goodness with? you put me on the spot <laughs> 
It can be your wish list, your dream list of someone you could talk to. We can't bring people back from the dead. That's it now. I can't. Um, who would you? Who? Hmm. You've really, you've really studied. Any, te- any, any, any teacher, anybody that you feel like might have some interesting things to say on this. Any areas that they yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few people, so it would be nice maybe to interview someone, for example, in the, in the permaculture world, there's some lovely voices who are working mm-hmm. very um, beautifully with, with nature. And I'm part of this uh, project called the Mother Nature Project, um, uh-huh. which uh, is... It, working with mothers and using art and nature as um, uh, sort of tools and modalities to sort of understand our position in the world and mothers as natural leaders and all of these things. So there's there's a lovely woman who's really into culture and is also into the mm-hmm. sort of so, social applications of permaculture. So there's two women that um, spring to mind that I think would be really good who, uh, to talk to. One is a dear friend of mine called um, Tina Limberis, and she's based in Greece. She's a, an Aussie Greek, but she's, um, she's wonderfully out there as well. Um, and I'm <laughs> sure she'd have some lovely very interesting things to say and then there's um a really beautiful permaculture teacher called luby mcnamara who's based in the uk as well so either of those or both of those two women i think you would have an incredibly fascinating conversation with um yeah i can't believe the time has gone already i'm very i'm very humbled that you you invited me onto the show uh, it's my first ever podcast and thank you so much you, d- you did amazing and um, everything you said like I'm like we have to have time at the back because yeah. you said, I think is a little with... bit biased just a, just a little no <laughs> no you did amazing and everything you said is is is, is profound mm-hmm. and I, people really needed to hear everything you just said and so I am so honoured that you were our first ever guest and I really hope that you come back into the conversation um, in the future because I feel like there is so much more to talk about. With you. Thank you. Thank you. You, thank you. you took thank me you. out of my comfort and, zone because I'm not, I'm not good with the old tech <laughs> as well. But I just wanted to say one thing to ask one thing of Fiona, if that's okay, because you yeah, were saying about no your, your your app, and um, how how is that making a significant difference for you in your life, knowing that you have that data and and having that confirmation in your in your body that you're not having you know one of the best days, but then that shifts. By having a hug, for example, with a friend, how is that being? Uh, well, it's only it's only very early days. I've only got like ten days worth of data, but um, it's helping me understand the things that I do and the strain that it puts on the stress that it puts on my body. I'm understanding that I don't get enough sleep, so that is helpful. It's changing my bedtime routine, so less screen time, more reading. I always journal at night anyway, but it it 
really shows to me the impact of my practice in maintaining good health for me. Um, so it's a growing learning experience and I'll let you know over time. <laughs> so you're looking for patterns. But yeah, I'm looking for patterns and I'm looking for things that I know are right for me and not, again, what you someone might have told you to read in a book, but you go, that just doesn't feel right. That doesn't really, you know, so it's it's more about understanding my body and how I can optimally, optimally um, show up every day, I guess, is the long and short of it. So I will keep you all posted. <laughs> mm, we look fantastic seeing you sometime, Fiona. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well. Anybody local, solo morphe, which means beautiful soul, such a beautiful name. Um, Tabitha's offerings are amazing. She does kundalini, sound, all sorts of amazing things. Um, and so if ever you find yourself in Brighton, find her. <laughs> and you will have a profound, beautiful, um, authentic, experience fabulous so much great stuff have a good day and may the life force be Be with you you. (laughs) may the life force be with you (laughs) (laughs) bye so karila thank you so much for inviting tabitha to join us and be our first guest and speaker we've got lots more coming up that we're really excited about but how was that conversation for you you know, it was, obviously I know Tabitha, but it was just so Tabitha. Like, it was so, so careful. What Tabitha does so well is she speaks about these profound, huge things in such a careful, mm-hmm. eloquent, and, like, embodied way that you really feel it, you know? And it was, yeah. I loved it and I loved having a new voice in in the mix and yeah I loved the fact that it was still loads of laughter and loads of like going off in different tangents so it still made the life force be with me. We go off in different tangents all the time. (laughs) Super well prepared and always on point surely is what you meant. (laughs) Because we're super prepared. Hey we are because it's our life so we're prepared every day but um yeah, I just found, because um, I didn't know a lot about the Kundalini background as well, so just understanding that kind of the heritage of it and the, the root of it, it's just a really, the, everything exists for a reason, right? And even when you said about the breath, breath, the root of breath being spirit, and you're like, of, of course it is, like because it is the fundamental piece of our life force that comes from, comes from the breath. So it's just all these little webs that we weave where there's this interconnected appreciation that at the end of the day is going to come down to life force. And I know that with the other people that we've got lined up to speak to, we're going to find this connection coming back to this source of our entire topic and why we talk about this. It, it, But there's just so many different angles and so many different ways we can reach that. And you know, Tabitha's perspective from that Kundalini voice is just really, really interesting. Learning the name, where the Kundalini name comes from for me, you know, I just love that it's like a lover's lock of hair. Like that, you know, it's like a lover's gift. Your life force energy is a gift of love. It's so, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Like it's... It's so beautiful and 
so yeah I loved it I loved that conversation and I don't know how we got from like lock of hair to technology technology mapping your mapping your your life force energy but mapping that's hugs. <laughs> that's mapping your hugs. <laughs> mapping your... That, though, I'm gonna give you a big hug for today thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you see you next time We hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has, then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. (laughs) And may the life force be with all of us.